think and what they believe. And uh, because even as adults, as uh, uh, adults today, uh, they try to. A lot of us, a lot of people, try to put Christmas in a, in a in a in a box, I guess, to fit their lifestyle. And so what they can put in that box to fit their lifestyle is all of a sudden what Christmas has become to many people. But yet you can't change Christmas. Yet so often people want to change it because if they have to face exactly what it is, then they have to open up the box and take a peek. And it scares a lot of people scares them because they know, as that little boy that was getting into tears knows that there is a God, that he was born from a virgin, that he lived among us, and that we, all of us, crucified him because of our sins. But isn't it wonderful that we have a Lord and Savior that did that for us. Christmas is a is a, I guess if you can't get your passion and excitement in Christmas, then we're probably got issues somewhere else in our lives. We should be very passionate about Christmas and 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 not the not not so much the gifts, although they're wonderful. We we get the gift thing because Jesus Christ was our gift, so we give gifts back because of that. But Christmas is something very special. In the in the in the whole entire, I, I, I'm trying to find words for this. It's more than the whole entire universe. It's everything. And so the title of the sermon today, and I'm going to just preach to you for just not very long today, is forever changed. Because because of that morning or that night or that afternoon, whenever he was born, everything changed. Everything from everything in the universe, everything changed. Everything had an opportunity. From that time on, because of what, what he was going to do throughout his life and at the cross, had an opportunity to spend eternity with God, the creator of all things. So, so for everything changed. And, and, you know, God is, is some of us, we just, I don't think, we, it's hard to comprehend the size of God, the, 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 the what's a good word, the, the overall grasp of God. We, we, because of our feeble minds and, and, and our surroundings, we kind of always want to try to put God in, into there, and, and we, can't, we can't do that. He's so much bigger. He moved the mountains when Noah got on the ark. The heavens, it, if, you read your, if you read your Bible, you'll understand, the Bible says that the heavens, they, they, they just erupted. The earth, it erupted. He moved everything to flood this earth. He can, when he was here on earth, he could look at the oceans or the seas and say, be still, and they would be still. There was people that had died, and he could look up at them and said, rise up, and they would rise up. People that were completely deaf or blind, and he would say, you can hear or you can see or you can get up and walk, and they did that. They did that, and he did that so you can know who he is. You say, well, I don't want to believe that. That doesn't make it not true. That makes it that you've got your mind closed to what God wants you to hear. 
So forever changed on my glasses. Being familiar with Christmas does not change what Christmas is. And I wrote that down because I'm going to trip over that. <clears throat> Vicky, I think I told you last week, Vicky's really been going nuts about these Hallmark Christmas. You guys ever watch those things? Man, there's the ghosting Christmas. There's the crazy Christmas. There's any kind of Christmas you can think of. And so she, I think she sat around yesterday. She wasn't feeling real good. And she just sat there soaking up them Hallmark movies. Uh, yeah, they're fine. They're cute. They're fun. They're always the same, same movie, just different costumes. <laughs> boy meets girl or girl meets boy. They don't like each other. Then they like each other. And they live happily ever after. That's it. That's just it. One, one yesterday was a ghost that met a girl, and he could only live 12 days at Christmas time. But they fell in love, so he got to live again forever. Christmas is magical. Don't you know that? So all these things, and, and, and all these things, we, 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 Hollywood comes up with all these ideas, and, and people start to gather their thoughts around these ideas. And one of them was a lady died and had to go back to earth to, to, get, to get good enough to go to heaven. And they were giving her a list of things that had to happen or what she did or whatever because her name wasn't on the list. And so you see all these things, and none of that is what Christmas is about. But yet our society and culture, we cram it into what we want it to be about. So, so being familiar with Christmas, all these people are familiar with Christmas, does not change what Christmas is. It's about, everybody say Jesus Christ. It is. It's about, he says he wants to bring peace to our hearts. He brings love into our lives. He brings a, a, a change in our lives that, we've, that is, we're changed forever. Along with everything else that he created, we're changed forever. Changed forever. What was is no more. And what is can be yours. What was in the past, before, before Christ, is gone. But because of Christmas Day and the life of Jesus Christ, what is can be yours. And he is our Lord. And he can be your Lord. Now, like so many of those movies I watched, nobody seemed to understand that part. It was just about doing something right or, 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 or whatever. Finding the right soulmate or whatever it is. But we know as a church, it's about Jesus Christ. Nothing that was before Christ's birth is the same. Nothing. Everything changed. It's forever changed. The entire being has forever changed. We have an opportunity to spend eternity in heaven. Not if you get it all right, but if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If you believe this in your soul, then the doors of heaven are, will be open to you. And your name will be in one book. As we read it in Revelation chapter 19, there is one book. And there are other books that are plural, but there is one book in Revelation that your name is written down in. In Revelation 1.8 it reads, I am the Alpha and the Omega. That's the beginning and the end to everything. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That's my, that's my Christmas right there. Amen? 
That's who I serve. That's my Christmas. That's my Christmas. That's, that's my passion. That's my Lord. I, I don't serve a God that, that burns out with the sun or, or some frog or, or some whatever. I serve the God of all. Christmas story. We're going to have uh, Mike and uh, Brent. Come on up, please. Mike, I think you're over there. And they're going to read it to you this morning. And I'm just going to sit back and listen. And then I'm, I've got a few more verses I'm going to preach to you on. And then, uh, But I want you to listen to this Christmas story. We read it every week, but I want you to listen to it and apply it to your life. What does it mean that Jesus Christ came to earth to you? And, and the way he came to earth, what does that mean to you? Not to me or not to anybody else, but to you. There's a, there's a special meeting directed just for you if you listen to the scriptures and you open your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you today, Lord. We come, we pray for humble hearts, Father, that will seek you, that will love you, that will never grow weary, that our passion for you will never die out, that our faith in you will always be whole. Lord, we thank you for this time that we call Christmas, Father. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for Mary that was so obedient. Even to her life, she was obedient. We thank you for Joseph, her husband, that had one of the roughest jobs of all. But obedience is what he did. And Lord, we thank you for Gabriel, the angel you brought before them. For his love, for his message of this hope and peace. Lord, we thank you for the shepherds. We thank you for the host of angels in the heavens that night. That we can read it, that we can take it into our lives. We can close our eyes and just imagine the magnificent beauty and magic of that night. So powerful, so wonderful, so eternal. And Lord, we thank you that the shepherds, they too were obedient with passion and excited to go visit you, to find you, to seek you out. Lord, we thank you for the manger, for the cave, Father, that you're not a proud God, but a humble God that loves us so dearly, so deeply, so passionately. Father, thank you for Christmas. Amen. You can read right there if you want. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In those days, Jesus was also preaching in the city, and Christmas was behind him, and this is all around the world. This is the first Christmas, the first time that King Herod was going to destroy him. And everyone went to
shepherd in the mountain of Beer, speaking also to the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the sayings which was told to them concerning this child. All of those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told to them. pinnacle of history is Christmas. The pinnacle, that, that, that is as high as you can get. It's Christmas. We have the cross also and the resurrection, but it started at Christmas. That's the pinnacle of history. And these things are, are very important what took place. The angels had a message from God. The angels, they had a message from God. They came down to man, to the shepherds, to the lowest of the lows, and they had a message from God for all men. That that message would be written down and remembered and taught. The importance, they had another important thing. The author is revealing his king. God the Father is revealing the king of kings this morning. His son, Jesus Christ. Another important part, part is the pinnacle of history was taking place. It took place on the time God wanted it to take place. With the people God wanted in place, everything was what God exactly wanted and was perfect for what God had planned. The Messiah is born, fulfilling prophecy. All through the Old Testament, we have prophecy after prophecy. Through Isaiah and other places, Micah, other places that talked about it. It was being fulfilled. It was important. The, gifts, the gift of God's Son had come that we may know him and find peace with God. Until this day, peace could not be found with God. We had to have a mediator between us. But today, it starts. We can have peace with God. I got a few verses and we're going to close. These are, these are just, there's a man named Nicodemus. He was a leader, a teacher, a Pharisee. And Jesus was talking to him. Nicodemus came to him at night. And these, John 3.16 is probably the most famous verse in the Bible. If you don't know it, memorize it. You should know it. Fall in love with it. 
But it starts in 15, and Jesus is talking to him. He's all letters in red, and it says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, see, believing in Jesus Christ means you believe in the word of God. You believe that it's called, I call it absolute truth, which is a hard thing in our today's world. It is absolute truth. If you can find one thing in this Bible that is not true, then the whole Bible is no good. It's absolute truth. You cannot pick and choose. You believe it all or you don't believe any of it. We believe it through faith and through facts. But whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God, everybody read this with me. Would you stand and read this verse with me? For God. Thank you. You sit down. For God, the creator of all, so loved the world, his creation, and us being part of that creation, that he gave, that he freely gave himself, put himself in flesh. He was only going to do it one time. This is it. That's all it took. He was perfect. His only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And there's that word believe again. It's important that we believe, isn't it? It's important that we believe the way the Bible says we need to believe. It's important that we believe these things. And most people that don't want to believe is because they've never, they've never really got serious with God. Because I'm going to tell you, when you get serious with God, he's going to prove himself to you. Amen? I remember my early days. My goodness, there was this one thing after another that God would keep revealing to me over and over and over again. And I would say, how could this be? In my, in my flesh, I would say, these are all coincidences. But in my, my understanding of God's word and my faith, I say, it can't be. Because God was doing something miraculously. He was revealing himself to me. And really, I couldn't even explain it to Vicki or anybody else. It was to me. So when somebody says, well, God doesn't talk to me or he doesn't speak to me, it's because you're not seeking him the way he wants to be seeked. Because he will do everything. He will move heaven and earth. He did it. That you can find him and fall in love with him. Everything changed forever upon this day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now let me break that down just a little bit more. When the wise men came, we talked about them last week. They came a couple, maybe anywhere from a year to three years later. Jerusalem was in an uproar. Herod was all fanatic. He was a complete insane man. I think I told you last week there wasn't a day it went by that he didn't kill somebody as long as he was king. Even his wife and sons he would kill. He was a crazy king, crazy man. But there was something about Herod. He believed. He believed so much that he was going to kill, and he did kill, and I read the other day, maybe 6,000 children. He believed the Messiah was here. He believed it. He believed it enough 
to destroy lives. He believed it. So when people tell me they believe it, well, well, how do you believe it? Let's go a little deeper than just the word believe. Do you believe it like Herod believed it or like the demons believe it? Or you do you believe it like you're supposed to believe it? That you have surrendered to that belief. Because Herod didn't surrender to it, but let me tell you, he believed it. What a scary thought, huh? See, when you want to put Christmas in your own little life box, you're believing something that isn't true. Christmas is not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. In verse 17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Because see, he didn't send us in the world to, to remind us how bad we are or how flawed we are. He came into the world to show us, to give us grace. That through him, through his sacrifice, we can have eternal life. Through believing that way. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, everybody say, might be saved. The word might is a powerful word there, isn't it? It's not that the everybody's going to heaven because they're not. Those that believe not as Herod believed, but as, as Jesus has written it down and shown us how to believe have eternal life so what is Christmas to me it's the beginning of a relationship with Jesus Christ the God that created all things without it he would be distant I couldn't even get close to him with him my life is forever changed I have words for the week for you you figure these out You got it? The pinnacle? No, the pinnacle of what? Not Christmas yet. The pinnacle of what have I been talking about? No. I've been talking about him a lot, but that's not the word. The pinnacle of creation. The pinnacle of creation is Christmas. Go ahead. Which? Forever changed everything. There you go. 